Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Microphone's facing me. It is, because you generally talk a little bit more soft, and I generally talk really freaking loud. (laughs) Yes, generally. I don't mean to. Except the other week when I thought that I wasn't being loud enough, so I was trying to be louder. (laughs) Yeah. So. But I love you. Oh, thanks. And I love your ass. Oh, yeah. My ass isn't loving me lately. I'm sorry. Me too. Tell me about your ass. <laughs> if I must. You know, because it's been s- it's been our topic for the last three or four weeks out, so we might as well talk to the microphone about my ass. You know, we've come up on this a couple times where like there's this problem and it's just a continual problem until we talk to the microphone and then it resolves. It's like a magic thing. Thank you, friends. <laughs> so um like, it might have been good to do this sooner because about three or four weeks ago is when my ass began to hurt. Yes, you had a bad case of butt hurt. I did. But I still have some. I, yeah, I'm That's sorry. why we're talking to the microphone. <laughs> Specifically, what kind of uh, ass problem are you having? Well, um, I think I got like a little virus or something and... Um, Basically, I got a return of the dreaded hemorrhoids. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And, you know, it happens. Yeah, and th- I know this can be gross. I mean, it can it, ju- it can be gross. It can be just be a, a malfunction of your body. It's both. So, you know, if you, our friends, are going to be weirded out by talking about hemorrhoids or George's rear end, you can skip this episode and we won't mind. But, you know, I think it's worth listening to because there is some, you know, trans-related issues around it, so. Yes. You feel blessed if it's only a topic of displeasure for you and not something uh, more personal. Commiserating... Whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. So when you first notice the initial discomfort, your first go-to treatment would be a natural supplement called colonsonia root. Yes. And and generally, I like to get it from standard process, which is something my my mom's um, used for many years. And you can use it as a preventative measure before problems really um, make themselves more apparent. (laughs) Yes, I I think so too. You can. That's generally an ounce of prevention is worth a pound, or in our case, a ton of cure. Yes. (laughs) Problem is, where was the colonsonia root? Well, I had the colonsonia root, but I only had a little. And again, this is partially, I'm just going to blame him, the dead guy's fault, (laughs) because... He's not there to mail me things. And so I didn't have like a stash of it and I didn't have anybody to quick mail me some, which is what my mom and her husband would do normally. Mm-hmm. I'd call and say, quick, send me this. And they would. Because and this is they not, had 
run a natural health center. They had access to all this stuff. And it's, uh, I could actually get it on Amazon too. It's yes. way more expensive. Mm. You know, because she was getting, she's getting things at cost. So, but what happened is, I went to my mother's house the weekend before this to do whatever little chore she needed or bring her eggs or whatever I was doing. Mm -hmm. And she said, here's my standard process list. Please get me some Collinsonia root as soon as possible. And I said, well, I have some at my house. It's not a full jar, but you can have the rest of it. And just then I like, I kind of heard in the back of my consciousness that foreboding tone eh, of, eh, eh. you know, the tune was back there, but I had already said it. Yeah. And, and at that point, you don't say, sorry, Mom, I have a sense I might need it, so I changed my mind. You know, I, I totally could with my mother. Well, I really mother, could. Yes. But I just told the blind old lady I'd give her the pills, so I feel like I should do that, you know? Yeah. Um. And, she, you know, that's my mother, and you do things, so... And at the same time, I I really, I didn't want to believe that, so I just was going to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you notice a problem, and where's the Colin Sonia root? Your mom had, what, like four pills left? Well, my mother had it, and uh, I, I would say when I gave it to her, there was less than half of a bottle, maybe even a third of a bottle. Mm hmm and I probably could have asked her for some of it back sooner, but I was still going to try to ignore this problem and hope it would go away. And so you had old leftover, like, wipes and suppositories from previous episodes dealing with this issue? I had leftover medical supplies, yes. How old were they? Actually, some of them weren't that old. Like, some of them weren't even mostly expired yet. Mostly. Yes. You're thinking, you know, you just need to tough it out. And... Well, you know, this is not something that's new. This happens, and once it happens to you, other people who are shaking their heads, yes, know this, and other people are like, oh, God, I hope not. It comes back sometimes. It does. You get a little virus or something. You Something happens, and there they are. Because they never really go away. They just kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was like three days after I give my mother the, the Colin Sonia root. I'm like, uh-oh. Shit, I need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to try everything else I, I have. Because that might probably work. A might little. probably a little. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it might, yeah. And did it work probably a little? Um, well, needless to say, I seem to be making a podcast about my ass right now. <laughs> so, there you have yes. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a pansy ass, but I just want to point out that out of all the flowers in our garden, the pansies lasted all winter. They, like, totally toughed it out. So, much for that, you know. In my experience, most... Pansies are fairly hardy. Hardy, yes, I would say. <laughs> I yeah. was I was feeling hardier at the beginning. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're trying that for about a week. You get, did you get back any pills from your mom? I did. I did get back some of them. I called her and I said, hey, uh, you have any of those left? Because I like really kind of need some. And, like really uh, kind of. Yeah. I'm loving this. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, come and get them. I'll just keep a couple. Mm -hmm. She totally understands that. Yeah, that's good. So let me just say something about the, the malady in general, okay? Basically, what any doctor is going to say is, you have to wait until they go away. Like, really, they're going to just go away. Yeah, they, they'll give you, you know, treatment but it really is just a waiting process, sort of like when you get the cold. The, they won't give you anything. You just have to ride it out, and that's mm -hmm. what you were thinking. Yeah, it's kind of like an injury because it really hurts, but it's also like having a cold because it's like, ah, too bad for you. Right. Yes, you have a problem. We'll charge you some money for that. Mm -hmm. So then I, I decided that I'd try some affirmations you know you're getting desperate when you go to the mind-body book. Yes. And this book? This is a book from like the 80s that my mom gave me many, many years ago. And it's based on some pretty solid science about the connection between cognition and physiology and where your head is and where your stress is is going to relate to where the trouble in your body is. Right. And then it gets really, really specific in that. I'm not quite sure about the science of, but. Me neither. At I was this point, try to come when up you're that something. desperate, you'll do what you can. I figure what, you know, I'm toughing it out. I might as well say some affirmations while I'm at it, right? And these so are things look like. Look up some ass affirmations. I, I love myself and I respect myself and I approve it, of myself. It's kind of like that, yeah. I can and tell you exactly what the hemorrhoid one is. What is what is the affirmation for hemorrhoids, dear? I release all that is unlike love. There is time and space for everything I want to do. I still don't believe the last part. And according to Louise, hey, that's why you still have hemorrhoids. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Hey, I'm a parent. Really? Am I just going to have hemorrhoids until they're 18 or something? I don't know. I hope not. I hope not to. That would um, suck ass. Yeah. No pun intended. Right. Well, there's those kind of things that happen here. And at this point, you know, we're running on, you know, minimal sex, and you're skipping your morning walks, and it's really starting to get to be a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. So I call for a doctor's appointment, and they give me one a week away, and then a few days well, not even a few days later, about a day and a half later, I called again and I said, so anybody over at that same place could maybe see me sooner? Because our and, family doctor is one of, what, like seven in the practice? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's pretty sharp cookie, so I like her. Yes. We talked about finding her. Yeah. In episode number, I have no clue what. You'll have to look. I will. I'll throw it in the show notes. I know you'll look. Mm -hmm. That's why I said that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they said, yes, another doctor can see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And I thought a lot about um, 
in Matt Cayley's last book, The Teeny Weenies, he writes this chapter about going to the urgent care for constipation. Yeah. And he's like tripping the whole time on how he's going to deal with this situation when they like want to see what's going on. Someone needs to see my anus and that means they're probably going to see my genitals. Yes. And oh. I need to... Duh. Yeah. Now, I feel fortunate that I've read a lot of stories like that or heard stories like that from other trans guys. Of course, not not as many of them were just kind of like, I'm only tripping out like, like he was, but because I can kind of put it in perspective and think, okay, so this is not my doctor who does know what's going on, although she sometimes forgets when she's not she... talking to me. And she might have forgot. I was interested to see if she'd forget when I got there, asked me about my prostate or something. I don't know. <laughs> but This is the doctor who asked me what I use for birth control. Yes, and you told her you were married to me. Yes. <laughs> and she says, oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> so I think, okay, I'm going to see this other doctor. And my experience before when I finally did go to doctor's, once every so many years, hey, maybe I'm clear for a few years now uh-huh. <laughs> about this type of a problem, uh-huh. is that they want to see anyway, like... They they want to look at your ass. We don't believe you, or we just need to make sure it's not anything else, or, you know, that, that kind of that thing. That makes more sense yeah, to me. It makes like, more they need sense. to make sure yeah. that it's not like thrombosed, or that it's not like got some other problem that feels to you like a hemorrhoid, or... Yeah, they got to see what they're diagnosing. Yes. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I don't know this guy, but he's at the same practice as my doctor, so he's just going to have to deal with me. And I don't need a trip too much because my experience in in our town has Mm -hmm. been overall good, and it's a fairly safe place to be. You know, for a trans guy, yes. it's a safe place as far as I can have experienced. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to not trip about that because my ass hurts and I just need some help here, man. Give me a prescription. Give me something. Yeah. Do something. Right. Tell me what's going on. And at this point, you're having trouble like with stairs and with... I, I can't, like getting in and out of the car. Yeah. Going up and down one stair. The the it's entryway bad. to our house is raised, and so getting through the house from one side to the other means going up one single step and coming down one single step. But you couldn't do it. I could do it. It was a big effing ouch, and I mean a big one. Mm-hmm. A pain in my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyhow, it's a big problem, so I do have to go see a doctor, I think. And you you decided that too. Yeah. You you said no, that looks bad. I think you, somebody you should had me find look, out. Yeah. So I go see the doctor, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, we'll just deal with this. That's fine. And then um, when I'm at the desk checking in, and she's giving me my paperwork, I realize I haven't seen the doctor since I got the forms from the doctor to bring to the DMV and get your gender marker changed and all that. So my gender marker on the forms at the doctor's office still had an F there. Mm-hmm. And I said to the lady at the desk, I said, well, I need to um, change this or something like that because I am not female, I am male. Mm-hmm. 
she said, okay, no problem. And she took my ID and talked to me about the weather and the way she didn't like the scanner worked and mm-hmm. various other topics that did that involve my gender, nor did she seem to care. No. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Good. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to see the doctor and I'm waiting and this guy comes in. And and at this point, were you like just chill or were you starting to get worked up again about showing your ass to a stranger? I wasn't getting worked up. It was on my mind. It's on my mind, you know, but I didn't feel worked up at all. And I, like I said, I really feel like that has a lot to do with hearing other people's stories, which is why I'm willing to make a whole podcast episode about talking about my ass <laughs> so other guys can feel better. That's why we do this. Yeah. It really is. So I'm just kind of chilling in there waiting, and the guy comes in, and he says to me, he leans against the sink, and he, he crosses his arms, and it's like Friday afternoon. He's probably done. And he says, so, what's the scoop? And I said, well, I seem to have a return of hemorrhoids, and they're actually the worst probably I've ever had them in my life, and uh, it's really painful to do anything. And so I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, have you used a prescription before? And I said, yes. And I told him what I used, which was like a hydrocortisone mm-hmm. acetate. And he said, okay, we can give you that again. He says, you know what they are, right? I said, the hemorrhoids? And he says, yes. And I said, yep. <laughs> and he said, okay. And that was it. He didn't even look at my ass. He didn't even look. Okay, but he should have. He totally should have, because by this point, it was already like you had me look the next night, and you could pretty clearly see the clot. You could tell it was thrombos. Yeah. And if he had looked, he would have saw that. But what would he have done? I don't know, because they gave me that, you know, here's the more gross warning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bleeding up until that point. I was just in pain. I had like half a golf ball at my ass sideways, (laughs) and it was uncomfortable. And... So he gives me this suppositories, and I get them filled, and by the next day, I'm, like, bleeding like a stuck pig. And for a couple of days, I'm bleeding, so I just stopped them, and I called my doctor. And the the swelling did go down, but... But the- I was bleeding, like, I I had to go get the panty liners and stick them across the whole ass of my pants so I could w- go anywhere. And it's kind of funny to me because you were going to get rid of those a while ago because you and I did not use the same products previously. Yeah, they were sitting in the garage. Like you had been meaning to donate them or something. Yes, there was closed boxes of them, you know, unopened boxes of liners in the garage, and I Mm -hmm. thought I'd get around to donating them somewhere. I did to my ass. So... So I called my doctor's office, and they they don't call back right away. They never do. Mm, they, they, they're usually pretty prompt. Our, not... our favorite MA was pretty prompt. I don't know where she is. Wasn't her voicemail. Mm. Wasn't her who called me. So when I go back, I will do a full inquiry. Where is our MA? Yes. However, I don't care about the doctor's MA. Where's our MA? Yes. In the meantime, I'm not going back because... I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be done spending money on my ass. At that point I had spent thirty two dollars on over the counter things. Then I spent twenty five to see the guy who didn't look at my ass. <laughs> then I spent five dollars to get the medicine that made me 
bleed like a stuck pig. Mm-hmm. And now I'm calling the doctor, and the doctor's MA calls back and says, well, the doctor can't do any surgical procedures here. You'll have to go to the urgent care or the emergency room. And I'm thinking, well, the urgent care never does anything except write a prescription, so I better go to the ER. Uh-huh. And I took the day off. You did. I was I, really I, impressed. I did. And I went to the ER, and I spent $100. To see yet another doctor who was going to look at your ass? Yes. This one actually did. He did. And that's why we know the first one should have looked at my ass and saw that there was the blood clot. However... There was nothing to be done. Because they can't really do. do anything with hemorrhoids. If it was like they needed to drain it, they could poke at one, and that's really not going to feel better right away. It might feel slightly better if you're in excruciating pain and then you will be in less pain. <laughs> you know, and I was I was having a little trans guy problem when I got there because I went to the desk to check in. And they're checking me in, and I say to them, you know, I have my insurance card and my ID ready because I know that they're going to need these things. Right. And I realize they have me in their computer from when I had my chest surgery, Mm -hmm. which was when I did not have my gender marker changed. Correct. So I say to them, I have a new ID and a new insurance card. And they say, oh, that's okay. Registration will take that from you when you go in. And they give a little bit of information, and I go and sit down. And then somebody else comes and gets you and brings you in another office, and they ask you some questions. Not very nice pregnant lady. And she doesn't want my ID either. And I say, well, okay, but people at the front desk told me that, that I give it to registration. And she said, oh, didn't registration take it from you? And I said, no, they told me to wait for you. And she said, oh, well, somebody will, somebody will get it from you. Mm-hmm. I'm not believing them at this point, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, people. Mm-hmm. So I go sit down, and then somebody else comes and brings uh, me and this other guy who seemed a little bent out of shape, him and his wife, that they were coming and getting two separate groups of people at the same time. They should call you individually because... Privacy, I guess. I don't know. I think he had a broken finger or something. Huh. Anyhow, we go back there, and I think, well, so far they don't want to take my ID and and change my gender marker. See, this is the thing that the trans people deal with. Nobody else deals with this. They're going, the doctor's coming in, and does he think I'm a female, or does he know I'm a male, or what's going to happen here? This doesn't happen to the cisgendered people. No, it doesn't. No. This happens to us. I don't know what he's going to think, but I just hope he has an answer for mm-hmm. my ass. <laughs> That's what I hope. You, you've you got the answer for your gender. You don't need the answer for that. No. And he comes in and he talks to me. And I don't know what he thinks because I have no indication, And which which is a good thing. It shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with my gender. We're dealing with my ass. So, so that, you know, my little bracelet has an F on it before my name. Uh. And so my paperwork probably does. But I think what's happening, my impression was they weren't noticing that. 
they were just looking at me and saying, oh, this guy has an ass problem. <laughs> we need to deal with it. Right. They weren't like noticing that any of my paperwork had the wrong gender marker on it. Uh-huh. Because I don't look like a female. No. So it, it probably wasn't occurring to them that there was a different gender marker anywhere. It's only occurring to me because I'm the trans guy. Yeah. 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 He did give me a prescription. Another one. He did. He said, there's one other thing we can try. I said, okay. And he said, I'll give you a prescription. It's not something we usually use, but it could work to help shrink things and make them go back where they're supposed to. Yes. I'm like, all right, I'm down for trying that. Mm-hmm. So he gives me the little prescription. What's it called? Uh, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> I went to the pharmacy to get it. And they said, oh, we don't have this, but we could get it by tomorrow. Hmm. And I was like, cool. And by this time, your ass has uh, been waiting three weeks. One more day. I'm. <laughs> it's really bad. But I'm like, well, um, does anybody else maybe have it? And she said, not likely. It's going to have to be ordered. <laughs> but we can have it. I said, okay, go ahead. And uh, I went back... Uh, and got it the next day. So I brought it to you and I said, babe, look at this. Rective. <laughs> that sounds like an ED drug or, you know, if you suffer from rective for more than four hours, call your doctor. <laughs> it's It sounds like, like the rocket fuel of butt medicine. <laughs> rective. And rocket fuel is rather appropriate because what's in it? It's nitroglycerin. Which is a blood pressure and, you know, Con yeah, is it vasoconstrictor or vasodilator? I forget. Constrictor, which is why it would shrink things. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. They gave me nitroglycerin for my butt. <laughs> and then even funnier, on the box, I showed you this too, there's a little um, marker that, that shows you how much one inch is. Oh, I love this. This is great. It yeah. says, you know, dosage guy, you know, you're supposed to squeeze from this tube, like a toothpaste tube, squeeze out one inch of nitroglycerin for, for your butt. <laughs> and but I, I said, babe, look, they know guys don't know how to tell how big inches are. So they put it on the box. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And only yeah. thing the guy told me, and it was, and it was true. It can lower your blood pressure. So it did, and it gave me a headache. Yeah. But I was willing to trade a headache to see if my butt would feel better. You have fairly low blood pressure anyway. Like, you have to make sure that you have sodium in your diet, like, enough of it, or else you're not in a good way. Right. So he likes salt on his salt, friends. Yes, I do. And I was needing to, some extra salt. Yes. Yeah. So I've got the rective. I don't know if it's rectifying the situation. My sister keeps asking, how's your tush? <laughs> That's totally how your sister would say it, too. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it's a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I, can I can get in and out of the car. I can walk up steps. I mm -hmm. haven't been able to walk and, you know. Before we got the rective... In the meanwhile, while you were waiting to go to the ER, some of the other stuff you tried were the topical aloe. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. 
my butt was on fire and I was, I was at, I put it on and went to a seminar and <laughs> my ass was burning for the whole two hours. Oh my goodness. I came home, I ran in the door instead of saying, I have to pee. I was like, I got to fix something. <laughs> and I ran to the bathroom. Tea bags. Tea bags. Yes. You can find this online. It says tea bags will work. So I decided chamomile tea bags would be best. Uh huh. Because then you're, you're giving some herbal Assistance as well as a, as astringent. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the over-the-counter wipes, pads, creams. Ibuprofen is a anti-inflammatory, and your ass was definitely inflammatory. Yes, and I was taking ibuprofen orally. Let me just specify. Yes. Since everything else wasn't. <laughs> I was taking or- orally taking the ibuprofen because it hurt so bad. And I was like on a regimen of, I need three ibuprofen now. Uh-huh. It's worn off. Uh-huh. Because... And if you could stay ahead of it, you could take I one. I was in pain. Yeah. If you could stay ahead of it, you could take one at a time. But if we missed your dose, then you were not happy. Aloe juice. Uh, yes. I bought some organic aloe juice also for oral application ingestion. A little bit of this, like two ounces at a time. Mm-hmm. I read online that would help. It really did seem to help. Yes. And so you're still doing that. I'm, uh, I just finished that. I have to get some more. I'm going to get some more. Okay. They yeah. have some at Walmart that is not organic. No, no. I want the same one I had because it was working. Okay. Yes. I'll I've... go get it myself. It's okay. Very good. Do it myself. <laughs> Always. I know how you are. Humor, trade humor, lots of ass jokes at work. Yes, lots of ass jokes. Yes. And I have to say, every time you would say something about my ass this or my ass that, I went to music college in Michigan, and as a music educator, you know, teachers have standards and benchmarks and basically goals that we're supposed to set for our kids, expectations that they're supposed to meet. And the Michigan Arts Standards were often abbreviated in coursework as M-I-A-S. And at my happy little religious college, we always got a little kick out of talking about my ass. I was not getting a kick out of my ass. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I... So we're on our way to recovery, it looks like. You, know, you said the pressure does seem to be decreasing. Yes. I'm, I'm having Im- improvements and... I'd like the microphone process to finish this off. Yes, that's why we finally sat down to talk, because... We should know better, because we, we did this way at the beginning when we started this podcasting thing. We had trouble with doctors. We would talk to the microphone about doctors, and doctors would get fixed. Yes. We had trouble with documents. We talked to the microphone about documents, and documents get fixed. We have trouble, and we work microphone magic. But my ass hurts, and we wait for weeks. <laughs> I don't know why. Didn't want to talk about my ass, people. What can That's I say? why. <laughs> true. It's true. Oh, so does that mean we're done talking about your ass now? God, I hope so. Good. Well, let me see here. Nope, that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time! 
We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Like, uh, if your pain was, on a scale of 1 to 10, your pain was 29, it'll bring it closer to 11. Your okay. ass goes up to 11. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Uh, you usually can't, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>